Jerry Foster here, and welcome to the Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. I am the creator of the Big Brand Formula and president of Jerry Foster Branding, where we specialize in working with service-based entrepreneurs who want to create a big brand and a strong message that sells so you can excite, delight, and ignite your market and make it easier to get clients. So please stick around to the end of the show and we will share how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes or so. In the meantime, let's go. All right, welcome everybody to the Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. I'm Jerry Foster, the big branding guy, also known as the Branding Evangelist. And I am so thrilled today because we have Gavin Belt here, who is just going to tell you about this amazing work that he's done. Hey, Gavin, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Real quick, give our viewers and our listeners a quick overview of exactly what your company does, what your website is, and so on and so forth. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, my name is Gavin Belt. I'm the CEO and co-founder of a company here uh, in Denver, Colorado. It's called Blend. Blend with two N's. So it's B-L-E-N-N-D. Um, not a lot of thought into that. Um, with the two N's, it was just something unique that we we kind of picked out early on. Um, you know, I think uh, probably the best way to describe it at the highest level is, you know, for all intent and purposes, we're a, we're a digital agency. Um, we focus uh, primarily, a lot of our clientele, we, we focus primarily on, the, the conversation usually starts in a, in a brand or website need type scenario. Um, but we do a lot more than that. I, I like to stay away from the full service um, language. A lot of people use that and, and, and we definitely specialize in some areas. So uh, definitely really heavy on brand strategy, UX, UI, web design and web development. So half my team is developers, um, but there's a lot there. We do, we do traffic as well. So we do you know, organic SEO and paid media. Um, there's about 20 people on my team. Uh, we work in Rhino, which is kind of the more trendy art district area of Denver, Colorado. It's pretty, pretty fun. Um, we've got a really cool open office space there. And then, uh, so everybody's in office there, the 20 employees. And then we have about, you know, 12 to 15 contractors at any given time in certain specialties that we lean on for certain things. And so that's kind of us in a nutshell. Wow. So what's the main problem or problems that you solve for your clients? Yeah, you know, it's, it's constantly changing. That's what's interesting about the agency world is that I feel like as a, you know, what we're delivering and our service offerings have to be constantly adapting and changing to the digital landscape. And as you know, and probably anybody who's listening into this right now, it's, it's ever changing, and especially over the last year, there's been a lot of crazy stuff, especially on the advertising side. But, but to answer your question, um, you know, I think the, the, the main problem that we're solving is modernization of like mid-market companies, huh. you know? So you have, you have companies and, and it's a lot of tech companies, believe it or not. Um, I always found that interesting, you know, being a tech company and servicing a tech company, think that they'd have people that understood this stuff, um, but a lot of times they don't. So 
you know, it's a lot of times they're just stuck in their old ways as far as their website and digital presence. They, you know, their sales teams are using, you know, beat the ground, beat the pavement type of tactics. They're not used to inbound. They're not used to lead generation. Um, a lot of these, these guys are not converting online. And so, so it, it usually starts again with a conversation of somebody recognizing the fact that they are behind it, as far as their competitors goes. Their, their brand online is just not at the level of their competitors. And, and that's when they usually reach out to us. Nice, nice. So in the area of branding, what exactly do you do in terms of brand strategy and that sort of thing? Yeah, so that's that's probably one of the bigger differentiators from us, at least from what I understand and talking to the guys that I know, you know, around the country that that do similar things that we do is our process. We we have what's called a strategy first process, and it's a it's a rule that we deployed about, oh, I don't know, six, eight months ago. So we're we're about six years in right now, and we about six, eight months ago, we completely changed how we do things. And it was because of the culmination of the client facing relationship and the issues that you have with that over learning that and dealing with the headaches and the, the ups and downs over five and six years, we said, you know what, we're going to take a step back and do, start doing this a little differently. And, and the strategy first thing is, is exactly, it says it in the name. It's very straightforward. Um, but you know, for in layman's, it's more of a, a foot in the door offering. And so in, in a traditional sales environment in the agency, and a lot of people that are listening right now probably understand this, but you have somebody that reaches out, they say, hey, I need this, or they've got an RFP, which is even more an arch archaic approach in my opinion. But, and, and then you go through this very long scoping and sales conversation to put inevitably put together a large contract. And for us, oftentimes these are six to 12 month engagements, hmm. upwards of thousands of hours very often. So after a long time, you know, after a long time of doing it the same way, we learned and, and we implemented a lot of really sophisticated, sophisticated sales processes up front using medic, using enter enterprise software type of sales tactics. And we learned that in a sales environment, it's not, there's not enough time, there's not enough ability without having the rest of the team of experts involved to properly scope these projects and truly give them, you know, what they need in order to drive results as a result of the, the project. Mm -hmm. So now we've broken up the engagements and we require, it, it doesn't matter whether a guy comes to me and says, hey, I've got a quarter of a million dollars for this project. This is what I need. How fast are you going to get it done? I will still say we have to, we have to work with you on an initial engagement, which is strategy. It's going to take six to eight weeks. I'm going to leverage my team of experts to come in and during that six to eight weeks and make sure that we do this right. And so it is a tangible deliverable. Some people hear that and they're like, Oh, okay, so I'm going to pay you to, to scope the project. And it's very easy to say that. But really what we're doing is we're going through brand iterations. We're showing anything from logo iterations to icons, typography, font treatment, 
headlines, communication strategy. You know, we are this, we're not that. And clearly defining um, an overall communication strategy. And then furthermore, we're in that, in that time period, we're actually showing, um, you know, design iterations from a website standpoint. So mobile mockups, uh, wireframes, a homepage mock, just to even show that with, you know, kind of the brand iterations included. Um, but to put it in a nutshell, it, it follows kind of this four buckets that, that we describe our services and it's strategy, design, tech, and traffic. So the, the deliverable at the end of strategy covers all those areas. And we're doing, you know, research, we're looking at data, and we're providing basically a full package to cover the gamut, you know, at the end of that engagement. So what that does, you know, inevitably is, is we have a blueprint at that point. Huh. Solves a lot of problems that you normally have with the client engagement. Um, and, and then we move into a second engagement, which is more focused on execution. And that's usually, again, on average, five to six months, sometimes four. Sometimes it's 24, depending <laughs> on what it is. So uh, it's pretty complex, but that's, that's the best way I could describe it at a high level. Wow. So give our listeners and viewers a sense of the type of companies you typically work with, what industries or type of industries, how large are they in terms of annual revenues and that sort of thing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that, that's always like the when you're getting started out, that's kind of the, there's a lot of decisions to be made around that. And, and the agency world is extremely convoluted. Um, it's hard to tell who does what and what they do well, et cetera, et cetera. Hmm. When we started out, I, I wanted to be very deliberate in not being a niche or industry focused agency. Hmm. And the reason for that is just because I see some of these like law firm or doctor's office focused agencies. And I never liked the idea of the cookie cutter replication of services. I'm going to do the same thing for everybody. <laughs> I felt like that was not necessarily doing the clients justice. So I thought I wanted to think bigger and say, we want to be high end, but we want to be looked at as a group that's going to think outside the box modernize, innovate, things like that when it comes to brands that want to stand out, companies and brands. Mm -hmm. um, fast forward six years, <laughs> we have found ourselves into a little bit more, I, I guess, uh, specific way of describing that. So it is mid-market companies. That's one thing that we would, we would focus on. Depending Define on mid-market for those who don't know. Yeah. yeah. So depending on where you read it, and there's a plenty of different ways it's described. Oftentimes you'll see 5 million to 500 million, 10 million to 500 million. I would say we're kind of in that five to 500. Okay. Um, I've, I have some clients that do like right at five or six and they're kind of on that threshold of whether we're a good fit for them or not. Hmm. Um, and it has to do with, it's not just money. I mean, my, my team, like, I, I like to brag that, like, truly, we, we hire, you know, top 10% talent in Denver, like we hire, we have, I have a full time HR girl at 20 people, and she spends all day in and out, you know, hiring, looking at recruiting and going through interview processes constantly. Um, 
but when we, I guess when we're, um, when we're trying to figure out, uh, so what, what, when we're talking about what it is that we provide to, or what the group is that we provide to, mid-market companies, 5 million to 500 million. I do have a client right now that's 500 million, and I only have one of those. And they, they are at the top of what we want to work with. Mm. And there's, there's reasons for that too. They are, they, their teams are so large that when you ask a question, they will refer somebody in that you've never heard of. And that will happen constantly for six months straight. So my, my project managers simply just managing an org chart for their organization is a task in itself. So we're like enterprise is not necessarily something we want to dabble with. So it's, it's that five to 500 million mid-market companies. We're primarily focused in Denver, but we are starting to reach out to Salt Lake, Austin, um, Phoenix. We like uh, Dallas. Some of the little bit more tech forward type of markets that aren't quite the, you know, LA's and New York's of the world. And then okay. last, lastly, I would just say, uh, unintentionally, we did find ourselves a little bit in, inside of a, a tech niche. So we have lots of SaaS companies, lots of, lots of IT companies. Okay. Um, and believe it, believe it or not, they, they very much struggle with UX, UI and, you know, the website, their website as it relates to generating leads and that sort of thing. So, what, what, what type of service-based companies do you work with? I mean, we've, we've been around the block and <laughs> we've tried, we've tried them all. Um, you know, at one point uh, we had Orange Theory Fitness um, as, you know, that kind of a brick and mortar. I don't know if you'd throw that in there, but you know, we've had, oh my gosh, we've had hospitality hotel organizations. We've had, um, dip, we had this client that was a language services company that was working mm. with the government. We've worked with, uh, you know, uh, wine country type companies back in the day. Um, it, a lot of them there, we have a key, a company called kiosk right now. That's really awesome. They're a tech forward company. They literally build, um, digital kiosks. So they're more of a tech forward software based company, awful at the kind of things that we do. So, um, yeah, I mean, you, you could, you could probably throw just about anything, any type of business at me and we probably touch, touch something. So now, uh, this is, this is fantastic because when I look around and I see so many small businesses that are wasting a lot of time and money on stuff when it comes to marketing and business development and so on and so forth, what are your thoughts on that? What do you see some of your clients or potential clients wasting time and money on when it comes to, hey, how do I scale? Yeah, you know, that's, that's interesting when you start to talk about small businesses because that it, that is hard. And honestly, I have a lot of empathy for small businesses because we're in a, we're in a position where it's like, if you're not doing five or 6 million a year, it's hard. It's really hard for us to work with you. And it's not, like I said, it's not just a money thing. It's, do you even have teams to help get this project to the end zone? You know, like, <laughs> it, like we need at least one point of contact, you know, those, and they, a lot, oftentimes those types of small business, they don't have 
anybody on a marketing team or an IT team or a, even a sales team sometimes. Yeah. So when so, you get to the mid-range, it's 100 million or up, let's say there. What about there? What bugs you going on in that industry, that space? Yeah. Well, let me let me finish with the, the small business real sure. quick. I think that, you know, the I, like I said, I have empathy for them. But the cool thing for them right now, I think, is if there's willingness on, on their end within these organizations, there's a lot of really cool tools that are starting to get rolled out that doesn't require, you know, a, a rate like ours to execute on. And one quick thing I would mention is like, you know, we're talking about, we, I just had a discussion the other day internally with our digital marketing strategist. And he's like, dude, Google Performance Max could put some, some of these small business agencies out of business. Wow. And, and that's what I would say about small businesses right now is huh. some, of the, some of the advertising tools that are getting rolled out on some of these platforms, you could do it yourself if you can build the content. Um, so that, that's where I would go there, but, um, the, the larger organizations, I think goes in a lot more in line with the title of your podcast. Um, the branding is becoming more and more important than ever. Even when we're doing internal marketing and anything that we've built in the past, it was like, you know, from 2015 until the big iOS change, Hmm we were hacking apart these algorithms and figuring out, you know, focused on conversion. Mm. And, and with the privacy thing that's been happening over the past year, a lot has changed. It, these platforms are not doing what they, they used to do. Mm. And so brands and companies at that level are, are having to think differently about how they're spending. And, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm seeing some of, a lot of them shifting back into traditional, quite frankly. Um, and away from digital. So that's, that is the big topic right now when it comes to paid advertising. But, you know, for us yeah. with what we specialize in, I still bring them back to user experience, their website being their biggest brand asset and those types of things, because that's more important than ever. Yeah. Um, so it's those two things, I think, that, that are the big hurdles right now. I like that. I like that. So in terms of your own company, as far as how you want to scale and the impact you, you obviously are making, if you could wave a magic wand, what would, what would you want that wand to do for your company in terms of reaching more people, having more impact, creating the kind of growth you're looking for? Yeah. Um, you know, the one thing we kind of joke about internally with my, especially with my senior UX UI designer, and this guy's just, God, he's, he's one of, one of my favorite people that I've ever worked with. And he's just, he just brings so much culture and so much fun, but he's also like insanely talented. I would put him up against some of the world's best as far as what he does. But we, we joke about that our, you know, my, my goal has never been to build a, a 300 person agency. It, it, it hasn't. My goal is to get up into probably 40 or 50 people. And that would be kind of part of the one that I would, you know, I would wave and, and remain hands-on, keep our culture intact. You know, I, when you grow, even just we're small, 20 people, when you grow, it is, it's difficult to maintain culture. It's difficult to, to, deal with the ebbs and flows of the agency business, cash flow issues, sale, environmental sales problems. There's ebbs and flows there that are crazy. 
Mm -hmm. um, so it would be getting up into that 40, 50 people, hiring experts in, in every area that I can see right now. I have an org chart in my head and, and hiring those experts. And then, and then, you know, kind of creating, it sounds funny, but it's kind of creating that hot chick situation where it's like, we don't want to have to, we want to pick and choose clients. And we want to, when I, when I have new clients come to us, they, they start interviewing me and I turn the tables very quickly and, and I'm, you know, let them know very quickly that I'm qualifying them and that, you know, they need to be aligned with us on a culture level. Mm -hmm. And if they're not, we don't want to work with people like that for six to 12 months. It puts my team through the ringer. So it would be having enough demand that we can kind of, you know, forecast and backlog projects take the ones we want that make sense for us that we know we're going to generate results for and then and kind of and just about double in size so i have you know the expertise in all the areas that i kind of have in my head gotcha so. gotcha so do you outsource or is everybody right there in denver in a physical space with the pandemic and all of that how are you how are you maneuvering that whole crazy yeah that's been <laughs> that's been one of the most I would say frustrating things for me personally, because I'm at the end of the day, I'm, I, you know, I consider myself a pretty traditional guy. And I, you know, I think there's a lot to be said about a handshake and meeting people in person and things like that. And, and the pandemic really threw that through a loop in, in, but furthermore, when you talk about an agency is all about culture and collaboration, in my opinion. Yeah. And and the people that decide to come and work at an agency, they don't entirely do it for the money. They make good money, mm. but they, they have certain personalities that, you know, they want to they wanna live in a world where every day is not the same and they yeah. want to be challenged. They want to add to their toolkit. They want to do those things and they, they thrive in that type of environment. You either have, have it or you don't. Yeah. And that's, that's a big piece that we interview. But yeah. so when you take all that, and then you look at COVID, that's, that is probably one of the biggest hurdles you would ever encounter. And when you're trying to maintain something like that. Yeah. So what I experienced initially was, you know, my ops guy and my business partner, who is our COO for the first three months. And then even in six months, they're like, well, this is, this is weird. You know, we're all at home, but the we're all on the cloud and we transitioned and we haven't seen any dips in efficiency. Great. Fast forward a year, things started to change a little bit. Hmm. And when we got, you know, I would say about a year into the pandemic, that's when we started to see the effects on the culture. We started having some turnover. Um, I started noticing weird things like people wouldn't, wouldn't get on video anymore. They would only get on audio and I wouldn't see people for months on end and just people cooped up in houses. And, and from my perspective, it was really starting to wear, wear people out. And, and I'm very opinionated in that. I think that that collaboration and not being in the office was a huge problem. So where we've landed is more of a hybrid schedule. Okay. And I think we'll stay there okay. um, because put bluntly, we do see a benefit of having some people at home a, a few days a week. The wow. ability to put your head down if you're a developer and you know, or anybody that's doing technical type work, you need the ability to not have to get in the car for an hour, you know, put your head down and actually be able to get your work done. There's something to be said about that. But we have people coming in Tuesdays and Thursdays right now. Someday we may add a third, 
but I have seen a significant change in overall morale, overall just fun, excitement, you know, productivity around projects. So uh, it's been difficult to navigate, but I, as long as we don't go backwards from here, I think we learned some things. Yeah. And I think uh, we're in a good spot now for the, for the long term. So. Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. So what do you see as the biggest opportunities for your company right now? When you sort of look out to the future, you're looking at the trends, you're reading the tea leaves and all of that stuff, right? As the leader of your, of your firm, which, which by the way, just sounds outstanding. What do you see as the biggest opportunities for, for your agency? Yeah, so what the thing that's probably most top of mind for us right now is user testing. Um, and that's not a new thing by any means. I think any of your listeners may have heard it or maybe even do it. But um, my position is that user testing is becoming more and more important than ever. And I think that's our biggest opportunity. We've got this strategy first strategy, if you will, and that's gone well. And we're going to continue to implement that. And that will be part of our process probably forever. But the next thing that is top of mind and op an opportunity for us, I think is user testing. And um, we're very much focused on that right now. We've been working on it for about eight months or so. And um, we actually just signed our big user testing deal about a week ago. Um, I think it's about 200 hours. Um, it's a eight week engagement. It's a lot of work for just user testing, but we're bridging, what we're doing there is trying to kind of bridge the gap between um, the human element and also data. And that's what we feel if we can connect those two things, that is what will kind of be the um, pie in the sky, if you will, for user testing. So. I love it. Now, I can't let you go before you give me and all of our listeners and viewers a client success story that you are most proud of most proud of okay um <laughs> you know i i probably man for a lot of reasons there's so many different reasons that could go into that but for me personally um there's been a lot of really exciting clients um i'll, I'll just give tw two quick ones there one of them is is this company called one hmm. and they were extremely exciting. I wouldn't say it was the most successful, but it was extremely exciting because it was a, it was an ex senior director from Apple who was kind of, he was managing the autonomous vehicle program over there uh -huh. and he split off and created an EV company called one. Um, we were engaging with them in a, right, right in their startup scenario. So it was a lot of hurry up and see how jump how high you can jump kind of scenario, which we're, we're much more meticulous and well thought out. Um, that was really exciting. And I would say from a success standpoint, we were able to navigate a very um, choppy waters to, to deliver initial brand iterations and kind of pull, push them through like series A funding and that sort of thing. So that that was fun. I, I, I look at that as successful. Now the work itself, we've done a lot better work. It was not the environment that I, I truly loved. Um, the second thing that comes to mind is we have a, a it's, it's a mid-sized university here in Colorado called uh, Western Colorado University. And I, I view that one as very successful because we had a unique situation where we were engaged uh, 
with the donor that a billionaire uh, here in Colorado who was essentially one of their largest donors. He hired us to come in and completely revamp their brand from the ground up. And what was fascinating about that is that had he not been the one that you know carried the the purse strings on that, hmm. you would have never been able to execute that with the university. Um, it's just too many moving parts, too many politics. Anybody who's worked with the university will understand this. Higher ed is is a very interesting world. It's not like public facing companies. Um, but we took them from, we did their entire brand guide. It was 150, 150 slide uh, brand guide. We did all of their initial brand iterations, completely rebuild a website. It was, their website was a absolute mess. We audited 3,500 pages, completely redesigned and developed it whittled it down to about 2000 pages is what you see today. Hmm. Um, we're doing, we're currently building a big brand anthem video for them. We're about six months into production on that. Um, we're doing paid media. We're managing all of their advertising. Um, so that one, that one, we're in year three. That, that one's a big win for me because it had a lot of interesting dynamics and complexities. And I, I feel we were able to, to deliver. So so, so what would you say is your sweet spot as an agency? Is it, is it the, uh, the brand strategy or the, the funnels you create, the conversions, the lead generation? What really uh, allows you to excel and shine the brightest? Yeah, I, I, would, I would say it's uh, brand strategy and UX UI. Okay. So okay. just super focused on, but, but we can execute too. That's the thing. And that's, I do think that that's what's unique is we can take somebody from brand through all the way through UX UI design and build their entire website and then move them into traffic. But, but that's our strength is truly on the brand strategy, UX UI, kind of that, that side of things. So. Outstanding. Well, yeah. listen, my friend, this has been fantastic. Now, if someone who is tuning in is saying to themselves, I like what I'm hearing, and it may not even be for themselves, it may be for someone they know, what should be the next step that someone should take with you? How do they find you? How do they connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my Instagram's probably the best way to connect with me personally. I know that that's not, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not a huge LinkedIn guy. So um, put that so, out. What is your, yeah. Yeah. So it's at Gavin Belt, G-A-V-I-N-B-E-L-D as in dog, T as in Tom. So it's Belt with a D. Um, you can find me there, connect with me. Um, otherwise hit the website, blend.com, B-L-E-N-N-D.com. Hit the website, um, hit the contact form. You want to talk about anything. If you are, if you are interested if you want to refer in a project, you want to talk about it. If you've got a project, let's talk about it. If you are inter interested in our culture and you are a highly skilled individual, let's talk. We have a crazy vetting process. It takes a while to get through it, but you know, we'd love to hang out with you a little bit and, and see if you're a good fit for our team. Um, so yeah, I, I would say, yeah, hit me on Instagram. Otherwise, um, go to the website. Outstanding. Well, listen, Gavin, this has been a thrill for me. I love meeting fellow branders and, and folks like yourself who are thought leaders, authorities, and experts in what you do. And I wish you nothing but the best. And I see even brighter days ahead of you, my friend. 
Yeah, I really appreciate that. Thanks for having me. Thank oh, you absolutely. You're welcome. So until next time, this is Jerry Foster, the big branding guy, also known as the Brandon Evangelist, signing off. Take care. Jerry Foster here. Thank you so much for listening to my Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. Now, if you, if you are a successful service-based entrepreneur yourself and you've got amazing expertise, I mean services, skills, talents, and abilities that you offer through your company or yourself, and you've been in business for five, 10 years or more, and you would like to be a guest on this program, I would love to have you. Simply visit jerryfosterbranding.com forward slash brandforwardleadership forward slash apply, and I will certainly check you out and get to know you and so on and so forth. Now, let me just add a couple of other things. Number one, if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media for me? And if so, just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials, okay? And number two, if you know someone that you feel would be a great guest, someone that I should meet and connect with and so on and so forth, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag BrandFordLeadership because I love seeing your posts. I love guest suggestions. That's how we all grow. That's how we all connect and make it through this world, which are through our relationships and our connections. And lastly, let me throw this in. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. I'm always on the lookout for not only great guests, but great content. And so therefore, because we're always putting great new stuff out, juicy stuff, make sure you don't miss any episodes in the future. So please go ahead and subscribe. And I also love what I love support i love love <laughs> so your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team so if you can find it in your heart to go ahead and show me that kind of support and love i would really appreciate it and on a second note if you would like to know more about me the work that i do simply go to my website at jerryfosterbranding.com or follow me on LinkedIn or Facebook at Jerry Foster Branding or Instagram at Jerry Foster Big Brand Man. Okay? Jerry Foster Big Brand Man. Again, thanks for listening. Until we see you the next time, 